Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. News team, assemble! And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew, Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, welcome back. It is the unofficial 40 here on Soonerscoop.com with the entire crew as Josh is uh, able to away get into in his house, house today. Uh, Josh McQuistion, welcome back. I'll allow you uh, two minutes to explain yourself from last week. If I don't turn... know, there we go. Oh, you know, really? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a shame I don't want to come back to this. Um, but no, <laughs> last week I was, uh, for those who don't know, in the process of selling our house, someone had come over to look at it. We had a showing. I got out of the house. Everything should have been fine. No big deal. It was not within the podcast timeline. Going to work out. Well, when I come back, they have locked my screen door. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but I've never used, I never locked my screen door. Like, it's a little glass door. What the hell difference is it going to make if someone wants into my house? So I don't have a key for it on my keychain. The only key I, so I can't unlock my back door. Well, my front door, the only key I have is in the lockbox for the realtors. So, I have no way to get into my house and can't come inside to my whole big, pretty podcast setup that Carrie set up long ago. So the guys try to do it over the phone. We're having all kinds of problems connecting. And at this point, I am having to run to you Houston. You didn't know to your password Tiffany. is what the problem was. Yes. There was, what I, yeah, I still don't know what happened with that, but that's, that doesn't matter. We, we got it fixed. Um, and then I had to remember what we changed it to to log back in now that I am set back up. So it was a, it was a shitty, shitty few hours there for me because I had to run to the city and then run back and set the house back up again, get the dog out so that some other people could come see it. But it looks like we've sold it probably. You know, you have to wait for all these things to go through, but it looks good so far. So, you know, maybe maybe I can't lock myself out again and Linda and I can, you know, get back on a, uh, on a good working relationship. What I take from that story is, one... Josh is rich. Uh, two, you let a screen door get in the way of doing the podcast. Like, like yeah, you could have just that's ripped it easily down. replaceable. <laughs> easily replaceable. Those things don't. If you have all this money from selling your house, you can afford sixty, seventy and bucks to replace the screen door. When was the last time a Mexican was stopped by a wall? Oh my God, <laughs> Linda, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, sweetheart. So we're talking like a mesh screen door. No, no, no. Like it's a big like glass. Like it's framed into the door. Like it's a. I mean, it's a nice so screen it's, door. It's glass because he's rich. Yeah, because it's because wow. he's rich. Yeah, wow. Bob, I have two children. You know how not possible it is to be rich. Like that. That does not especially exist. the way you spoil them. 
oh my Disney God. trips You're every not, year. Sh- dude, swim class alone is crippling to my bank account. <laughs> I had to sign the second half of my swim session check, and I'm like, oh, God, this hurts every time. So, And then we've got gymnastics. You've got zoo memberships. I mean, they, they are a drain on my entire economy. So that was the McQuistions update. Love you, girls, when you listen to this 10 years from now. <laughs> I hope for their in well-being that they're not listening to this in 10 years. Yes, that would be. <clears throat> anyway. And Dr. Um, Williams, who they're sitting with. So Eddie and Bob are here. They had a late night last night. Is uh, Baylor came into town. And look, big congratulations to the OU fan base. I, I watched it on television. I could tell it was a great atmosphere. Uh Regardless of whether it was full or not, I, I mean, Bob, Eddie, you've been to all the games this year. By far the best atmosphere that an OU basketball game has had this year? Yeah, for sure. But you would hope it would be when the number one team comes to town and all students are free. I mean, they didn't even have to like have a ticket. For- Bob says, "Fuck you, fans. You don't deserve any credit." Yeah, I thought it was. That's a good, what I heard. I thought it was. Like, a, I thought hell. it was a good. I thought it was a good crowd. <laughs> I mean, it was the first time all year that you couldn't hear a whistle at some points in the game, which is a little surprising. It's like, oh, they called a foul. All right. And Baylor was a gladiator out of midcourt. Baylor, not was, entertained. <laughs> yeah, Baylor right. was so good, you couldn't even blame John Higgins last night for screwing anything Well, up. you would never blame John Higgins for anything. I don't. Yeah, he, he's one of the best referees in the country. I think that's a pretty good crew that they had last night. John I think Higgins Baylor's really good. in Kansas, though. Uh, yeah. That would be a fact. They weren't playing Kansas. That's why you didn't see anything weird last night. Well, if he's on the call on Saturday, just take the Jayhawks minus the points. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was, uh, it was, um, I don't know. It was just, a, to me, it was a game. Look, OU's kinda... not, they're just not good enough to go, right. to have their two best players but go two you're at for home. 10. Yeah, but you're at home. I, I see where you're going there. You're good enough if you play good enough. They but missed Brady an opportunity. Manic wasn't, wasn't. He, Great last night. I mean, in the two Austin big, Reeves, you guys have failed as you know his fan club presidents. He did nothing last I've, night. I've disowned him. Well, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with him. It was just weird that Lon said he was uh, cramping. I, I don't know what the extent of that is, but that's why he only played s- six minutes in the uh, second half. But what's weird is that for as well as Brady Manick has played in the two biggest home games. He's had duds against Kansas and Baylor with uh, a lot of shots that he could make that he'll he'll talk probably tomorrow about. You know, those are the same shots that go in against every other team. But for some reason, there's just, there was a mental hurdle, mental lockdown when it came against the Jayhawks and Bears. Yeah, it kind of is what it is. I mean, they, they're really good against bad teams and not on the same level as the Kansas and Baylors of the no. world. And I think Kansas and Baylors of the world are probably up amongst the upper echelon of the entire They're country. They're one seeds. Well, yeah. I mean, so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it just... I, I wouldn't take too far, too much out of it uh, You could still night. make a Sweet 16 run with this team. They could. They could get to the second weekend in the tournament. I don't think that they will. I, I don't think they will. But what they have to make what? sure they do now is not lose any game that they were supposed to win. Sure. You, they, gotta, they, you they, have they, to win Saturday. They, lost, huge, they yeah. lost their freebies. They got to beat OSU, TCU, and Texas for sure. One more nice chance will be Texas Tech next week at Chesapeake, but they got to be at least three and two in these last five games. And I still don't think West Virginia is just incredible or anything like that. I mean, they can't score the basketball. So you go up to Morgantown and shoot the ball well, maybe you have a chance. I, I West Virginia just, it's so hard to watch their games. It's just so ugly. 
Well, they they can't score. But they can defend. That's the thing. I yeah, mean, that's the only thing they can do. I mean, OSU had like two points through eight and a half minutes or something last night. OSU should have been up by ten at halftime, and they were only up by five. And then they didn't score. They scored two points with like 12 and a half minutes left to go in the game. <laughs> that is... Uh... So what we're telling you is a big Bedlam game coming up on Saturday in Gallagher <laughs> Arena. I mean, OU has a reason to be concerned. No, it, it is. OU is oh, playing yeah. you know, it, a lot better. If you're an Oklahoma basketball fan that wants them to make the NCAA tournament, they, it is a huge game on Saturday. Look, I, I think this about Oklahoma. Going for four straight against OSU, too, I think. They defend really, really well. And Oklahoma State does not have guys that can create their own shot. I mean, likely is the only guy that can take you on the dribble. And when that when he does that too much, it's awful. It kills them. Like, the, he's just, he's like, he's one of those guys that goes out there and he's like, I'm the best player on this team. And, and it's just like, everybody's like, stop, you're not. You're really not. Let other people play. So I, I mean, they've got to take out Dezagua. They got to take out uh, Lindy Waters. I mean, they've got to just guard. And I think they they should be able to win that game in Stillwater. Has all the makings of uh, Lindy Waters going for like thirty five on Saturday, doesn't it? It really does. I've seen that story before. They won't. Sh- Oklahoma State will not shoot thirteen percent in the uh, <laughs> no. second half like they did in uh, Morgantown. No. But. I hope I hope it's a good game. I'm excited for it. I hope it's a good crowd too. They had a good crowd up there last Saturday for. Uh, the tech game and the '95 celebration mm-hmm. with Eddie Sutton. So I hope it's a I hope it's a good crowd. It usually is. Oh yeah, for yep. Bedlam for sure. I think it's supposed to be shitty out too. So good it's reason to go all up, weekend. Up, I think yeah, yeah. inside, yep. stay inside. Uh, one thing coming up this weekend as well will be uh, Eddie. By the way, uh, flew out to Orlando for the uh, Orlando Rivals camp uh, that was out there. Got a chance to see Mario Williams, who I, it is a little bit bit confusing because Eddie, you interviewed Mario. Uh, and yet, it's kind of that thing. Like, it's isn't it just a little weird being in Florida because you're out of your element and everything is really Florida, Florida State, Miami, LSU, Georgia. With really kids. right now, I, I was kind of telling you guys, it, it seems like the flavor of the week right now down in that area is Florida for mm-hmm. obvious reasons. Miami and Florida State are so Orlando's down. a little closer to Gainesville too. And then Georgia is making a. I mean, it seems like every kid down there has some type of connection to Georgia. And Dakota Mitchell, if you see the interview up on the site, wearing a Georgia beanie during it. Yeah. So um, I do want to take a second and give it up to myself for not making any Pulse nightclub jokes last week before going to Orlando. <laughs> I was very so you, proud of myself. Now. Don't do them so now. I'm not doing them now. <laughs> but I do want to point out that I've matured and a younger Eddie Radosovich would have made some type of uh, Pulse nightclub joke. So. We'll leave it at that. Glad you didn't do it. No, nope, no problem. Glad I'd, you could bring it up to tell us to give. To I just give wanted to make credit. sure that everybody knew I was thinking about it. I was aware. I was aware of myself, but I just didn't want to say anything. Uh, but no, it was. Was the was the place I made you stay in? Was that a pretty decent area? Or was it sketchy? Oh no, it was. It was. I mean, because it it's like right there by the park, right? Oh, it's everything is right around there. In fact, yeah. Saturday night when I got in. Uh, I hadn't eaten dinner or anything, so I just went over to an Outback. I was like, I'll go sit at the bar and get some good, good get a couple beers and have a steak. And I walked in. Well, I walked up to the Outback first off. The Uber dropped me off, and there was like 7,000 families outside. And I was oh, like, oh, God. No. And, I mean, there were people waiting for like 45 minutes Orlando for tables. Was nuts. It was that that entire area is just kind of... It was kind of cool. So is that like the restaurant row where they have the Kinda. upside down house and all that? Stuff? I, I never saw that. 
Uh, it was night though, so I didn't. I wasn't okay. necessarily looking either. Uh, but it was a nice little area. Orlando's a lot bigger than I was thinking it was going to be. It's crazy. It's a massive area. It, it kind of reminds me of Oklahoma City in a way. I mean, obviously not as big. It's all stretched out. But stretched out, and then you have like Kissimmee and Lake Buena Vista. And yeah. It's kind of like Bethany War Acres and all mm-hmm. the other BS towns around here. But um, back to the camp. It was interesting for <laughs> a couple of reasons because it just – I don't know that that area of the world. It's very obvious why Oklahoma. Well, I guess it's not obvious, but you can see why Oklahoma hasn't had the most success down there. Like we go up to Dallas or Houston, and OU's usually the kind of in team. I guess you could they're say, a brand. especially here they're at, a, they're a, over the last couple it's like years. They talk about branding all the time. Like OU is a bigger brand. It's like uh, the In and Out or whatever you sure. want to say. Like yeah, same difference. Yeah. But it's, uh, I mean, those kids want to come see. And, and Mario Williams is one of those guys that told me that he'd be visiting in spring, uh, during the spring in April. Uh, but, you know, I to sit here and say that I think he would, he's going to go to Oklahoma mm. probably be a little too much right now. Uh, I do think it's interesting, the baseball side of things. I didn't realize uh, Plant City, they won the state championship last year in the state of Florida. He's a, he's a very accomplished baseball player and, you know, I, I do know for a fact that Oklahoma, the football and uh, baseball staffs are working together and recruiting guys, and you kind of saw that a little bit with Kate Horton. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they had they definitely have a plan in place for that kind of thing. I mean, they have probably the best example in the last 20 years in Kyler Murray being able to do yeah. both. So, um, Well, and help Skip, too. He's, yeah. he's down for... You know, helping however he can. It seems. Yeah, and I, he's yeah. They're more than more than willing to, uh, I guess, share service time of a player, if you will. I think the one thing that Eddie and I both was interesting is you know Eddie is uh, down there. Not, he's sending all the video back to me, but we simultaneously uh, developed man crushes on uh, <laughs> Micah Morris, the offensive lineman. Yeah, I I thought he was good. I know that there was people on the board that were kind of saying it was just kind of a shitty group of defensive tackles and i thought tunmi did really well as well uh he did better than i thought yeah i, I thought he i thought he had a pretty good day uh he was well, he definitely was the mvp he was yeah he was the and i think it was a it wasn't a crowded it was field a, but yeah it was a clear winner yeah i guess you could say but him and michael morris i mean they went up against each other uh i think they were they had like three or four reps against each other and and i thought tunmi won a couple of those i would say it was easily. probably two two if i yeah. had to really break it down uh mario williams you can you can tell though why people want the guy he's he's a very good looking uh athlete uh, you know i marquise brown is kind of the one that we talked about and you can definitely see that in his game josh chase smith is interesting for the fact that i just i don't know he's skinny skinny i was kind of surprised that he's long they oh very very long uh, and i you know obviously i i don't know what the uh strength and conditioning programs like at his high school but uh, i think it's like bay palm bay or something bayside uh, bayside i think so it you know he could definitely he has a frame that he could add weight i guess that's probably the best way to say it well i mean you know at bayside the uh, strength and conditioning coach there's actually a guy named ac slater so See, i knew know, we were really going there <laughs> <laughs> i thought of, you know i thought about saying something to him about that and i was like that would be the douchiest thing to say this kid probably has no idea who Saved Bayside by the Bell is. Bayside was in California, though, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The fictional yeah. Bayside. Yeah. I mean, you know. I, I, Zach I mean, Morris not was real. not from Florida. 
No. Uh, but no, I mean, he is kind of an interesting offer because when I've talked to people about, um, you know, kind of what they're wanting to identify, the guys they're looking for, it doesn't feel like those projectable types. You know, a guy like Chase Smith, like you're talking about, that's so long, so lean, that's really going to have to get into a weight program and kind of grow and develop. It's more of those guys like the Kobe McKenzie that are good athlete, maybe not as elite athletically as Chase Smith, but are guys that you don't have to take the big guess on, like can they fit into this, can they do these things. But I think Chase Smith is just so talented, it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to take that chance. Because, I mean, this is a guy that, you know, and Eddie, I, I know you being around him got to see some of it. I don't know how much if he worked at all at receiver, but this is a guy that – Really, I mean, he could play at a lot of places. He could play power five at receiver, but as a linebacker, his his potential is just much, much higher. And so I think that's where you get into kind of an interesting conversation on him. But like I said, we'll we'll see um, where things kind of go. But I, I do like that Oklahoma is in on him early. I've heard some talk that he could take a visit. Uh, there's a couple of guys out of Georgia and Barrett Carter and uh, Shmael Munden that Oklahoma's in good shape with. So there are I, – I hear a lot of positive things on Oklahoma's linebacker recruiting. Now, obviously having Kobe McKenzie reclassify, and I know you guys talked about that last week, really gives them some stable ground. They don't have to, you know, oh, we got to get these – you know, we got to have somebody here pretty soon. They've got their guy, and now they can kind of be a little choosier about what they do around him. Yeah, and I, I would just add on Chase Smith that he worked exclusively at wide receiver uh, okay. on Sunday. Yep. And, okay. I mean, there's a lot to like. And I even asked him in the interview as far as, you know, who is recruiting you on the defensive side of the ball? And it was a very immediate Oklahoma. And it almost seemed Odom. like – Brian, yeah, Brian Odom in Oklahoma. Uh, it almost seemed like they're one of the only schools really out there that's pushing him is what it made it seem like to me. But uh, I know there's – probably others but and he seemed to really kind of light up when he talked about Brian. yeah he Odom. said he, he likes playing defense i you know he, he didn't seem like a guy that is playing wide receiver and they want to project him to play on the defense yeah. side of the ball. he said that he plays defense as well so he never comes off the field is that yeah i think that was you? exactly what he said that that's one of those things you get in these southeastern guys they i mean they've been beat over the head i mean you, you can get mad about the whole sec thing but they, they see the value of being a defensive guy and how those guys, in a lot of cases, make far more money than if they were playing on the offensive side of the ball. They understand that, yeah, okay, I won't get the ball, but I'm going to have the big contract. And that's, that's what, you know, that works. So I, I think to some degree that's something that pays off for the SEC is there is these glorifications of defensive players as to where sometimes, like in California and Texas, if you don't have the ball, you're just some other guy. So I give credit to DJ Graham because I certainly thought he was going to be one of those guys that would just, I want to be a receiver and that's it. But you can tell that Alex Grinch and Roy Manning made it clear to him, okay, you come to OU, you're on defense, and you better be okay with that. And he embraced it throughout his senior season. Sounds like he's had a pretty good first part of the winter workouts, and it'll be nice to see what he looks like when uh, spring starts. 
Okay, so uh, Orlando is behind us. We've got uh, uh, another camp coming up this week. And Josh, why don't you kind of just kind of take people through a little bit about the camp season, what's coming up, and uh, I know you're going to be out at Houston this weekend where Rivals is. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we are already, you know, we've started to work on our plans. Obviously, Eddie was in Orlando last weekend. I'll be in Houston this weekend. Uh, we've got Dallas uh, in March. I may end up going to Atlanta. That one's still kind of up in the air a little bit. Obviously, we've got plans to be in Washington, D.C. to see Caleb Williams, Monkel Goodwine, some of those guys. So it should be a pretty eventful spring for us as far as just getting out and seeing a lot of guys. This weekend in Houston, not surprising, like you guys were just talking about, there are a lot of guys that OU fans are going to be a little more familiar with than maybe the Chase Smiths and Dakota Mitchells and some of the other guys that Eddie got to see in Florida last week. First of the list, you've got to start off with Bryce Foster, the five-star offensive lineman from Katie Taylor. Um, took a visit to OU a couple weeks ago. He and I have talked a lot. And honestly, we're just supposed to connect for an interview. And then it got to this week, and we were both kind of like, ah, I'll just see you at camp. You know, We'll do it then. So he and I will catch up then. But I, I really like where OU is at. I think they are making this a very interesting pursuit. I know when he talked to Sam Spiegelman a few weeks ago, he kind of gave Sam the impression that of all the schools that were really hitting the right notes with how to recruit him, it sounded like Oklahoma was the one that he really seemed to see eye to eye with how they were coming at him. Now, A&M's going to be a lot to overcome. He's got a lot of connection there. So I don't know that that's going to be enough to tip the scales, but it's interesting. Uh, then you've got Ruben Fathery, uh, t- high school teammates with Cody Jackson, the OU's, OU's wide receiver commitment, who will also be there. Uh, Ruben is a guy that I love his potential. I love his upside. He is going to need some time. He's very Stacy Wilkins ish, like a lot of athleticism, a lot of length, but going to need to get bigger, stronger. And is a guy that spent a lot of time playing basketball, playing AAU basketball. So he doesn't have all this weight training in the offseason like a guy like Bryce Foster does. So he's going to have to play some catch up in the college game. But like I said, he is a prototypical left tackle in my opinion i think he can be outstanding i expect to see colin montgomery ou's other houston area uh commitment there he hasn't signed up but we we think that'll be handled one of the interesting guys is demetrius davis uh the quarterback from galena park north shore who i don't know if he's going to be the guy if oklahoma misses out on caleb williams but i can tell you he'll be in that short conversation there'll be three or four guys that if OU misses on Williams, they'll say, okay, who's our next target? I think Davis will be part of that conversation, and I know he and Lincoln Riley have been talking a lot. There's a good connection there, Um, and I think if Oklahoma wanted to pursue him, even with his Virginia Tech commitment, I think Oklahoma could make a real run. Um, Jordan Thomas, a defensive end from the Houston area. Latrell Neville will be there. Terrence Cooks, a linebacker from Peril and Shadow Creek um, that is a – just a really talented athlete. I like him a lot. I think he's kind of flown under the radar a little bit. Uh, then you get into the younger guys, you know, Cam Dewberry, the big offensive lineman from Atascacita. Uh, Randy Masters, a 2022 guy from Shadow Creek that OU hasn't offered yet. I think that'll change in due time. He is a big, explosive athlete that I think, you know, he's the kind of guy that Alex Grinch or Dennis Simmons is going to fall in love with sooner or later. Uh, Bobby Taylor, a recent DB offer that we broke down in a story in the front page. Uh, Justin Medlock, a 2022 linebacker um, that came up for Oklahoma's first junior day and really enjoyed his trip. I expect him to return. 
And, um, you know, one of Bob and I's personal favorites in the 2023 class, the black unicorn himself, He's back. Ruben Owens, will be at the camp. My first time to see him live, really excited to kind of watch him. He is, I mean, uh, I need to go back and look and make sure, but he's one of Oklahoma's first or second offers in the entire country for the 2023 class. So he is a big-time talent. I know we, we kind of, you know, the name is funny and it's easy to, for people to kind of memorize, but he is a very, very good player for DeMarco Murray and company to get after. I think Eddie and I know who the uh, black unicorn is now, finally. He's not shy about uh, calling himself that. I know. I will not be you, recognizing you will him not as that. I don't, him. I don't see color. It's 2020, folks. <laughs> I don't assume gender. I don't see color. He's a translucent unicorn. <laughs> He's if you will, unicorn. if you will. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when I look at a lot of Laney's unicorns, I mean, they do have a kind of, you know, a clear look to them, almost glassy. Does so, she I mean, have any is. mulatto unicorns? Um, no big curb fans here. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you know, that, I do like that. Curb. I just have the not show, watched I mean it. I just the no. the, the episode where he's looking for the mulatto baby. Yes, is hilarious. Yeah, it is. The politically and it's just like I'm looking for Oriental baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just things that people don't say anymore. Could have came to Norman. I'm trying to connect the dots. I'm waiting for Eddie to make a so-so Jamabo joke there. He was into the Chinese, wasn't he? Asians. Asians. Everywhere. Girls. Westwood. Not Oriental girls everywhere. Uh, anyway. Well, so. our latest edition. Eddie, we need to talk to you about what you said on the last podcast. Um. Golly, Josh Lick. just ran through like seven hundred recruits. There well, is the well, yeah, Sorry, I, I I never know. Like, because I'm like they're not looking at the list, so you guys aren't like, oh, well, what about he's going to be there? You know, I mean, we can we can certainly talk about some other guys. Um, L.J. Johnson won't be there, just kind of um, for those who were kind of hoping he'd get a look. I, I I believe he is nursing an injury. Ass. Hey, so, let, me, you know. <laughs> let me ask you: Is it? You know, you mentioned the quarterback situation, and I think everybody's going to be kind of focused on that here moving forward, especially with Caleb Williams and what happens with him this spring. Are they Changes starting to pick to LSU? Yeah, are you? Are it in a way is Oklahoma having to start looking at other options, or is that just kind of covering their bases? I I think Oklahoma is, you know, and it, it's one of those things where if you look at it as well as Oklahoma's recruited at quarterback, they've been drilled with an unexpected decommitment what two of the last no three of the last four years i mean you had the whole thing with cameron rising and then everything pretty much went to plan with spencer radler and then the next year you've got the whole brock vandegrift situation so i think oklahoma is just making sure they don't get left at the you know at the end of the food trough so they have to fight to get some guy from some other program or that kind of thing so i think they're just being careful i think oklahoma feels I wouldn't say like confident about Caleb Williams, but they know they're as in good a shape as anybody else. They, they've got a real chance. And the picture, someone on the board, I think it was Dolly, came up with this, and I think he's right. It's very interesting that Caleb Williams was kind of thought to be leaning towards Clemson a little bit. There was some rumor of that. And then, oh, he was, you know, and then, okay, well, LSU's kind of falling out of it, and then the LSU picture comes up. Mm-hmm. He knows well, how to play only, the game. 
Of the three schools that everyone's pretty convinced he's going to choose between, what's the only one that hasn't come up? When's the last kinda, time? When's the last time weird. a recruit really pulled off a, a shocker? Yeah, like a legit they, shocker. They never, they never do it right. Like they, they either tell the wrong people. There's too many people. Yeah. Like yeah, Buki yeah. tried with their hands out. Buki tried to pull off the shocker, but everybody kind of knew he was going to Oklahoma. There's just too many people with their hands out, hands in the jar. I guess you could say, too well, many people really, know everybody else's business. That'd be fair well, to say. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just really hard because the kid is going to pick a school. Well, he wants to tell that position coach or that head sure. coach or that coordinator. Well, I, these, I mean, and like, those guys Benito, are going to be excited. Nick Benito yeah. tried it, and the Louisville yeah. coaches burn him. Well, yep, if yep. you're going to try and surprise somebody, you can't do it by signing and then thinking that a school's going to hold hold yeah. your secret. You yeah. just can't do that. I mean, guys, if you want, if you want to, if you really want to surprise somebody, wait until February, whatever. Which means you got to screw over some coaches in the process. Well, and you kind of got to play a little rush roulette because what if your spot? I mean, the good players, it's not going to happen to. Sure, like the the five star guys, but yeah, Caleb Williams is fine. Yeah, I don't know. It it it. it I guess I it's guess one of the casualties that, of the recruiting. The current guy day that, recruiting is the guy that? that went to Missouri was a shocker this last year. Oh, uh, right. The DB straw, from the Duncanville. Kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was yeah. a pretty big yep. surprise. You're right. Maybe You're he's right. the last guy that was I that, can remember that's really did it. Was that more to do, though, with Alabama just kind of saying we're going in a different direction? No. I, no. I, what I was told, yeah. Alabama wanted him. Yep. Alabama would have taken him. Texas wanted him. I mean, the, he he well, had real options. That guy should uh, have his head examined. <laughs> hey, he I mean, Ryan Walters is. He's shooting up the charts as a coach. Oh, that's right. That yeah. gave us the uh, the reaction of the year. Yep, yeah. it did. With with their head coach, it looks like it, he is in charge of finance at the University of Missouri. That is, uh, I haven't updated my brain yet. What's that guy's name? He's the he's the guy from Appalachian uh, State. Yeah, I know. The, yep. As a banker, drink drinkwitz. Yeah, that's right. Yep. He has a weird name. <laughs> drink. Well, Missouri would be looking for another coach in three four years. So. It was kind of like if you watched Steve Ballmer win a recruit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know it if was I just ever kind of, It wasn't quite like Steve Ballmer awkwardness, but it was it was close. There's nothing that touches Steve Ballmer awkwardness. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like that's that's so <laughs> like far it's high. It's at the top of the chain, and then Drinkwitz was, you know, just teetering on awkwardness. It was full on... Uh, White dad uncomfortableness, <laughs> which is okay in some settings. By the way, uh, I have white dad uncomfortableness all the time. Bro. Eddie, how did like, you feel about the whitewashing of TikTok that happened in the NBA All Star Weekend? You're a big TikTok guy. Yeah, I didn't really. Uh, I was traveling on Sunday, so I didn't see a whole lot. I saw that all those TikTok girls were at the thing on Saturday night. Is that yeah. what you're talking mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. And then they started uncovering that. They're getting credit for black girls coming up with all these dances that they're doing. And so then they invited the renegade girl to dance. During. Oh, is that why they did that? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't, I, see, I didn't even realize that. That makes sense now. Because it's, it's Black History Month. There was a, Black Twitter was really up in arms over that whole thing. I missed that. I've, I've finally started a TikTok account. It's pretty addictive, isn't it? It's interesting. All it is 
is a bunch of teases, though. It's like well, they're like fifteen, Carrie. I know, they're like but, sixteen. Like, but how I, do they know how to do that? It's sometimes like, I go. They and come just, up with these elaborate teases. I know, and sometimes I. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Like the. Uh, <laughs> I think you guys too. I, yeah, I thought you were talking about yeah, something else. I was, I was like, gonna no. say. No. Watching Carrie. Sometimes no, I'm not saying like <laughs> porn teases. Sometimes I just God. pull into Oklahoma County and watch it in the parking lot because I know they're about to <laughs> knock on my door as soon as I flip it on. There was there no. There, that's there, I did see a TikTok today where a guy he was doing like. This is what it's like if you're 20 plus watching TikTok. Yeah. And it had like the little girl and like basically Chris Hansen bursts into the room. <laughs> basically I, what it is. play that? I mean, that Bob and I were just living our nightmare right there. <laughs> oh, like, that's oh, yeah. the obvious oh, difference they, between no, two married they, men and two bachelors. Cliff, yeah, they're all yeah, 15. Yeah. Wait, what? They're, cliffhanger would have been a better cliffhanger. Yeah, cliffhanger I mean, like, would have been a better word. You watch this and it's like I was like, what? Wait, I don't know if like, I know this uh, <laughs> this side of Carrie. Yeah, <laughs> no, there was like this one thing where they were trying this to set genre the, I haven't heard of. Yet. They were trying to set the world records for putting Mentos in Coke, and right as they're getting ready to pull out the yeah, Mentos it, thing to let it explode, like like or follow to yeah, see part two. Part and I'm two. like, God damn you! Yeah, I that. Sorry, guys. I, that's the one part of TikTok that I don't think I understand, and I, I think that's there's something. I never know where the part twos are at. That's well, you got to click thing. on the profile. And I know then you do, but them. then sometimes they're not in there because they haven't done the part two yet. Yeah, because they like wait weeks. God, so you have to like and then wait weeks yeah. to see when part two's coming out. But that's I understand stupid. what they're doing. They're trying to get likes. Yeah, I mean I it's all likes. about likes. I'm Man, figuring this thing out. I can kind of see really what... Really not pissed off. I'm not on TikTok. I can see why bullying is <laughs> oh, being no. brought back into schools. I can definitely see. <laughs> I have a five-year-old that starts sentences all the time and won't finish them, so I don't need any cliffhangers. Yeah, you got, TikTok. Got, <laughs> you got TikTok right yes, there. Yes, I live TikTok. Yep, it's going on in my backseat of my car to school every day. You should, you should like, draw up some little hearts that you can give to her. Like, I like this. Will you finish the <laughs> sentence for me? Like... Daddy, I was thinking, is the start of so many sentences that never, ever end. <laughs> like, and she'll start them over. Like, Daddy, I was thinking. And then she'll start, she'll get distracted. And I'm like, you were thinking what? I don't remember. Damn it! <laughs> it's, it's just awful. Sorry. More, more, more dad life. Sorry, everybody out there. That's all right. We, look, we're the pod that we are. We're going to we drop are what GDs. We are what we are. Josh is going to talk family. I'm going to do redneck it's stuff. It's all-encompassing is what it is. Yeah, All the stuff that you say don't do, we're just going to keep doing it. Sorry. Something for everybody. Uh, by the way, I want to remind you guys, uh, this podcast is brought to you, our title sponsor, MidFirst Bank. Go to midfirst.com slash U40. That's midfirst.com slash U40. Sign up for the OU Rewards credit card. Uh, it's exclusive to midfirst.com. You can get your credit card, 0% APR over the first 12 months. And uh, you'll have uh, your OU branded credit card, so you can uh, whip that bad boy out and pay for all your stuff. Show everybody that you're a big Sooner fan in the process. Uh, so go sign up for that great sponsor of the podcast. Uh, also at uh, uh, Select Centers, uh, right now if you go, you can uh, when you sign up and apply, you get a free uh, Bluetooth speaker. So uh, much more to come with uh, some things we're working on with MidFirst that uh, a lot of people are going to like. But uh, go to that website, midfirst.com/u40 midfirst.com slash u40 and apply for your midfirst ou rewards credit card today all right so you talked a little bit about the schedule there coming up um i don't know a lot of offers going out josh i know you wrote a story uh posted on the front page today but this really has been 
uh, kind of OU starting the foundation for their 2021 class over the past couple of weeks, has it been? Yeah, I mean, it ended up, by the time I got, when I started it, it was like 27 offers. And by the time I was actually able to finish it, like five more had come in, and so it ended up being 32 new offers to go over. And, you know, it, for those that haven't read it, it's we made it free. You can look at it. It's just, you know, I give kind of a brief thought on their tape. You can look at their tape. It's linked in there. And then we just kind of talk about where OU's chances are. Now, a lot of these guys, Oklahoma has just initiated contact. So you're going to read it and be like, Oh, hell, OU's not getting any of these guys. It's early. Let, let's just see where it goes. But there are several guys where you're kind of like, okay, I, I think that could make some sense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, and this is over the last, oh, rough, little less than three weeks that that, that kind of covers. So, I mean, you're talking about basically ten offers a week have gone out, you know, over the past, you know, half of a month or so. So you're seeing a lot of activity Oklahoma isn't just taking the dead period and saying, oh, well, we'll punt until March and see what happens. I'm talking to a lot of guys that are already, you know, I, I know guys that are talking about taking trips on March 1st. Like there is a lot of activity that's going to start almost immediately as soon as February is over. Josh, do you think with the dead period, it actually allowed the coaches more time to really figure out who they wanted to offer? I do, because, I mean, you look at it, Bob, it's not just 2021. I mean, they made 2023 offers, and you saw what I thought was really interesting is you started to see almost immediately Jamar Kane starting to have some influence on what was going on. Like, they made a couple of offers on the West Coast, uh, the Jermaine Terry kid from kind of Northern California, which makes a lot of sense with all the success Oklahoma has had up there, that he could be a fit, a kid from Richmond, California, kind of in the Oakland area. Um, and then, you know, you look at the other one that caught my eye, and I'm going to – the kid's name is kind of wild. Nathan Rollins Kabange from Portland, Oregon. I I mean, Oklahoma makes an offer in Oregon once every four <laughs> or five years. I mean, that just doesn't happen. So uh, – and I – the other thing that's been interesting to me is you've seen a lot – as of late, a lot of offers going out in Texas, Kansas, Missouri. I mean, places that Oklahoma wins in recruiting – so there are some names like the Tabechia Coley kid from Lincoln College Prep. That's a guy that I like a lot on tape and I think could make a lot of sense for Oklahoma. Kind of fits what they're looking for in their defensive ends. There, I, Again, I, I do. I think they had a lot of time to evaluate, really figure some guys out. And what you also like is like Tristan Lee. I mean, almost a five-star on Rivals. Just picked up his offer in the last week or so. Oklahoma just isn't going to be rushed, and especially with Bill Biedenboe and his track record, he knows he doesn't have to be the first one at the food line to go offer these guys. He can take his time, kind of see what he wants, and then he can go pursue these players. I don't know if that'll work for Tristan Lee. Like I said in the breakdown, he's a, they're a little bit behind. We'll see if they can make up that ground. But if Oklahoma really pursued him, it wouldn't shock me at all if he at least took an official visit. Are you noticing uh, with... 2022 kids at all that I don't know maybe now that Lincoln is here and that you know this is such an accelerated you know timeline for recruiting are you seeing more like 2022 kids showing interest in Oklahoma maybe than you have in years past just because like I said it is so accelerated I mean oh, Kobe sure. McKenzie's I mean, a pretty good example I guess even yeah I mean you've got you've you've already got a commitment in tow from a, a an elite prospect not just a guy um and then, I mean, we've talked a lot about Gentry Williams through the years of the podcast. Marion Harris from Little Rock, Arkansas, has already made a couple of trips to Norman. 
uh, Donovan Green, uh, Talon Shetron, the two in-state offers, Shetron and Jacob Sexton from Deer Creek. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting Marion Horn from mm-hmm. Broken Arrow. So, I mean, there are a lot of activity. And then the guy that, I mean, you know, and I know maybe Kerry and Eddie, the guy you all are most familiar with, is Relique Brown, you know, the kid that's transferred to modern day yeah. now in, in Southern California that's only going to explode. Like, he's one of those guys that we know about because we saw, you know, you guys saw him at camp. I saw the video. Everybody got You're excited. Dominating, yeah. But once he goes to modern day, that spotlight just turns up. You know, twenty times it's going to be so different for him. And when everybody sees how unbelievably good he is, he'll become a huge name. But like I said, when you're starting to already make headway with some of these big time guys, Oklahoma's got three quarterback offers out already in 2022. So they're wasting no time. They're using this February not just for the 2021 group, but really starting to lay the foundation for 2022. So that when they open contact on August first, they are ready to run. Wasn't the was the first twenty twenty two offer the same, the quarterback that was at the same camp that Brock was yep. at? Yeah, Ty Simpson. Ty okay. Simpson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, his dad, I believe, is actually the one of the coaches at uh, our, uh, Tennessee Martin. I believe, if I'm not, I want to say like the OC or something like that. There's some connection that. Tar- Tennessee Martin, I can't remember what it is. Yeah, Ty's at Tennessee Martin way more than someone of his stature should should be. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just wants to go see Hannes Pola. Maybe. It's the, it, Maybe. It's the second <laughs> time Tennessee to... Martin's been in a conversation <laughs> that I've had this week, and it's really kind of freaking me out. I mean, I need to go over there and see what's going on. So I – I was vaguely right. His dad is literally the head coach. Ah, so, well, yeah. now, that, now <laughs> so he has he a has really good affiliation excuse. with Tennessee Martin. <laughs> some. That's a legitimate yeah. excuse to be over there. We've been through Tennessee yep. Chattanooga, but I don't think we've ever been through Tennessee Martin. No, I can't say that. I don't even. Where is it, Chattanooga is, is like in is, the mountain mountains. Is Martin, Martin, Tennessee? Is that where it is? Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's University of Tennessee at Martin. Yeah. Where are they now with Hannes and talk talk with Ty too? Yeah, do a do a two for one and go live. We'll, we'll, we'll see take if the backpack. We'll, we'll see if there's a big time linebacker from Tennessee in the 2022 class. You guys can go check out. Josh, you know you too soon. You you mentioned Kobe <laughs> McKenzie. Is that a name that resonates with other guys around the country? As far as will he when he goes and makes a pitch or when he comes in for a uh, a big recruiting weekend? Will other guys? know who he is does he have quarterback juice yeah i would say no but i will say in texas he does have juice okay. like a mecca megwa is a good friend of his uh i know oh, there's several name. guys in that 2022 group that know each other really well interestingly guys uh, and, and a name i know you know uh bob will absolutely remember one of uh, mecca megwa's high school strength and conditioning coach is K.J. Williams from Norman North that went to Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. So th- there are some interesting connections there. Um, but, yeah, McKenzie is a guy that in Texas, they know him well. The problem is he's out in Lubbock. I mean, he's not yeah. a guy that faces. Not a DFW you know, guy, not yeah, a Houston not guy. Houston. Exactly. They don't see him every day or see him at all the camps or all the seven-on-seven stuff. There's just not that level of familiarity. But the thing that you can say, and you guys talked about it a little bit when you talked about his reclassification last week, when Kobe McKenzie shows up at a junior day or a game or whatever in Norman, and they're like, yeah, this is our linebacker commitment, there's not going to be anybody that's like, well, I wonder if that dude can play. Like, they're going to be like, dang, that, that guy, yeah, he can play. I'll play linebacker next to that guy, you know, no problem. Because 
What year are you ass- at OU is what you asked exactly. when you see him. Yeah, like, or, I mean, like, he and Blackshire, like, yeah, that's that's a duo you can live with, just scaring the crap out of everybody. Um, but, I mean, like, he's not that guy. Like, we talked about Chase Smith earlier. Chase Smith's going to be like, is he a receiver? Like, what's he going to play? But with Kobe, you're like, that's a dude. I mean, he just looks the part, and so you kind of know it. So even if they don't know him coming in, he'll have some credibility from word go. Um, what's uh, what's the kind of the rundown on Blackshire? Because I mean, I I know everybody saw him at Junior Day. They saw his picture, uh, just drooling over him. Is he a hundred percent? I think he is supposed to be full go this spring. I don't know that he'll go full go, but I think if, if you know, like if it was the season in May. He would play. When did that injury um, happen? It, like that was during the spring, wasn't it? No, it Summer? was like September. Okay, so it, it, was, it was okay. I want to say it was like during preseason. Yeah, it okay. was like right in August. September. For some reason, I was thinking like June or July or something that it happened during the summer. But um, but when your obviously. body is just a literal ball of muscle, you heal really fast. Yeah, so. I would imagine like he just puts it in like a uh, some type of glass case and just has to leave it in there well, for that's an hour. Like, I remember, you know, when Delarian Turner yell broke his collarbone, everybody's like, well, he's going to miss spring. And I was like, well, you know, AD came back in the same season and people were like, dude, you're comparing Delarian Turner yell to AD. That was Eddie that yeah. did it. <laughs> well, the what? I mean, it's not like Adrian's like Wolverine. Like me. Like, he doesn't I, he have doesn't like superhuman powers. Well, that, I mean, that was kind yeah. of my point, but yeah, no, no, I, I'm with you. I, 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 I get what you're saying. Like his body, people who are his, very physically fit, heal faster. They just do. His, they, their his, bodies are in better shape. His body, I don't know. When the milk goes into it, it just makes his bones stronger. Than he drinks else. breast milk. Breast milk. His his body doesn't even digest the milk. It just goes to the bones and recalcifies. He drinks his own breast milk. He's a, he's a, an amazing creature. <laughs> he grew udders. Until he was healed, his body just produced them. When he tore his ACL for the Vikings, he was just in there with breast pumps in the Vikings locker room, <laughs> just just working away on it. Would have put it past him. <laughs> he's AD. He can do anything he wants. He just well, I mean, what he announced today. He's coming back. Coming back. It's incredible. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, he still play. He still. I mean, running. he's still I mean, playing at a respectable level. It's not like he. I mean, he's not. I just wouldn't want to do it for the Washington Redskins. <laughs> I had to well, yeah, find I, a way to get out of that. I had to. I because somebody asked about Samaje Ryan playing in the XFL, which, by the way, we haven't even discussed that. Um, but so it made me. It forced me to go look at what Samaje Ryan is doing now. And you know, he's on the Dolphins roster. He got. He got signed off the Bengals practice squad before the for the last game of the season. Because I think it was Darius Geis, maybe. Maybe I got the wrong guy. Maybe I got no, hurt. No, Geis is in Washington. Geis is Redskins. Who am I thinking? It was some other LSU former back, I think. Anyway, so the, their main running back got hurt, so they signed him for a game. Uh, but if you look at that Dolphins running back roster, you don't have to answer the question, why is AD coming back? There are literally teams with, like, watch the XFL. There ain't no damn running backs in that league. Like, Cameron Artis Payne was pretty good for Dallas, and they have uh, the Dunbar guy. But league-wide, there are no running backs. Like, the NFL has all the running backs, just like they have, pretty much have all the quarterbacks. There's just not – It's to me, it's eye-opening because it's not just that the NFL has, like – you know, there's always been this narrative that the value of the running back is not 
high anymore in the NFL. Well, there's also not a whole lot of running backs out there that actually still are healthy and can play. I It, it goes to two things. I mean, the wear and tear on your body. Guys just can't play like that. For and guys like DeMarco retire early. Yep, yep. I mean, DeMarco... DeMarco 20 years ago would still be in the NFL probably having a fairly successful career. Like, you think about guys, like, I think about, like, O.J. Anderson when I was a kid playing for the Giants when he was, like, 35 or something, or Ernest Biner playing well into his 30s. Like, those guys don't exist anymore. I, I wonder if those guys can walk now. Well, I mean, how is Frank Look Gore going to be walking when he's... In 10 years, I mean, Frank Gore's trying to, he, like Frank Gore said, he wants to go back to Miami to be their running back next year. Like, I don't even know how he's still upright. Frank Gore is an incredible, I mean, we talk about AD being an incredible specimen. Frank Gore, for him to be able to still do it, is even more insane. He must be. Because like, I don't even think Frank Gore's had any serious injuries, had he? Not, mm. not since he first got in the league and... He definitely hasn't had a Willis I mean, McGee or anything like that. It's been, it's probably, it's been at least ten years since he's had anything that I can remember. Wow, Kerry, you are not lying. The Miami Dolphins running back room: Patrick Laird, a two-year veteran from Cal; Samaje Pirine; DeLance Turner, a three-year guy from Alcorn State; and Chandler Cox, a former Auburn fullback. Woo! A popka. Yep. Oh, yeah, it's an Apopka guy. If I would have had enough time, I would have gone down and uh, tried to see the Darlington family statue in front of Apopka Stadium. But it wasn't. Uh, I didn't have enough time on Sunday. I don't even know where it is in relation to uh, celebration where I was, which I think is possibly a... I didn't mention this at the beginning, but celebration could be a soundstage for Disney. Yeah. That, no, I'm yeah, serious. Like there, there's. They were telling me there's some towns around there that are completely made up towns just for Disney. Hmm. I, I can believe that. Apopka is hmm. 27 minutes northwest of Orlando. Okay. That's a to get out of Orlando. That's at least an hour, though. Yeah. It, yeah. Orlando's traffic is, is not prepared yeah, for that. I found celebration. You'd be almost dead north, like, and you'd have to go around the lakes there, Lake Butler, and some of those other areas. Yeah, Orlando is Orlando's just a giant Disney World that pretends to be a city. It's hell. I hell hate. on earth. I'll take your word Laney for it. Everybody, Lala, that, everybody you, you that's realize, ever gone there realized, for that bowl game. I went there sick to death, like. On my deathbed, I covered that. And Barry Trammell had the same thing I did. We were dying. Plus, I had to deal with all the Homer Clemson writers that were sitting right next to me. And, like, I'm just in my hotel room, just sleeping, just cramming Dayquil down my throat. I remember going to the Walgreens or whatever, and it was like the, it was like the United Nations in there. Like, I, I, people weren't even speaking English. Is, I mean, just a crazy place. I hated the Rosen so much. The what? The Rosen. That's that's where we the stayed. The Rosen? Yes. When you went to Disney? No, for OU Clemson. Oh, I didn't stay at that. Okay, I, good. Or maybe I... <laughs> I don't know where the hell I stayed. I was so sick, I don't remember any of that trip. So, I barely remember the game. 
I remember asking Josh Heupel. You blacked out more than Trevor Knight did on that trip. I, rem- <laughs> I remember asking Josh Heupel if he'd coached his last game at Oklahoma, and I felt like such a dick. And he still won't talk to me. I don't know if it was because of that. No, I think it's just because you're associated with uh, the state of Oklahoma. I don't think he talks to anybody associated <laughs> he with He didn't talk to Bob, anymore. so I guess I can't feel I, sh- I didn't bad. even think about it. I should have called him on Saturday night. Called Heupel? Yeah, seeing if he wanted to go to Oh, Outback. yeah, because he's at UCF. He's in Orlando. No, but the uh, I don't know what you guys have thought about the XFL. I've actually enjoyed it just because it's football. I got to think this collective group, like we're we're kind of the demographic for the XFL. Like it's football. We know some of these guys. Like I'm just fascinated to know that Ahmad Dixon is still playing football and not in prison. I think I've take taken a pretty hard line stance. I'm not gonna bitch about football in February. And I I actually also want to say too that. In a way, I think that people, when they say, oh, this this is just shitty football, I think people are just saying that to say that. They think it's like, cool to say it? Yeah, like, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just like, not... I a, only drink 20-year scotch. Maybe I'm just not a football snob by any means, but, like, it's football. I, I don't know what... what it's like, not what, like it's, what would have to happen out on the field for you to say, this is great football? <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, but that's more the thing. More first downs, more touchdowns? I don't think that people... And I know that's, like, very kind of wide-ranging but Look, it, it is what it is it's not great football and and you know how you know it's not great football because there's not a lot of explosive plays especially on offense right. like it is sure. it's very much a grind that. to watch that game being played but i appreciate <laughs> i mean it is ridiculous watching landry jones try and scramble it's just ridiculous. it's fun. But it's, always, it's always been ridiculous watching landry jones trying to scramble but, I mean, the defenses are ahead of the offense because there's not enough talent to go around for even eight teams in, in another professional sport. But it's nice to know that those guys are getting paid, and guys like Frank Alexander and Landry sure. Jones. Uh, I'm, I hope that Matt McGloin gets kicked out of the league uh, by next week because he's such a prima donna shithead. Like, you're in the XFL, dude. Like, just settle down. You're not on a five-year deal. You're not Tom Brady. You know, that was... But the the interviews makes it kind of fun because you get to experience that kind of stuff. And I think it's because it's different that I probably will have a better chance of watching. Like if they if it was just a straight edge game and you don't get those yeah. interviews in between, and if Landry wasn't associated and stuff. Bob wasn't associated, there's probably very little chance. Like I'd probably watch college basketball even as quote unquote bad as it is these days. I'd probably watch that more. What's funny? Have you been watching any of it, Josh? The XFL? Yeah. I really haven't had a chance to. I watched a little bit of last week's game when it, like, because everyone was like, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible. And they're like, oh, wait, Landry Jones is kind of getting it going right now. So I turned it on for a few minutes. But, I mean, generally on a Sunday or Saturday, I'm either chasing kids or I'm going to yep. try to watch Arsenal if I get my moment. So that I don't get to watch a lot of it. Family people have no time for the XFL. That's what we've just learned. It's not. Yes. It's not a family atmosphere. That's what Vince McMahon <laughs> wants. I mean, especially a day with this weekend. If Saturday's all in Stillwater with Bedlam, Sunday is all family. So here's the, okay, Eddie. You and I can have this discussion. Make pro watch it. <laughs> Build character. Uh, here's what I don't understand about the XFL, Eddie. Why don't you just go for three points every time? Because people aren't getting one-pointers. They're not getting two-pointers. 
Just go for three See, I don't, every time. I don't think I've watched it enough to even realize that people aren't doing that. No, they're not. What are they doing? On going any. for one. So you go for one. It's closer to right. for but the back even three. Closer, they're not making it. Like some teams go to wildcat, like trying to. And that rarely <sighs> works. It's funny it's a that stupid XFL. Well, it, it, it's just funny that like some of these quarterbacks and people that have been associated with it. Like you can see why. I mean, the NFL can't even outfit every team with no. a good quarterback, right. let alone the XFL. I, I, yeah. I mean, here's the good thing though is, and here's what they have to keep doing. They have to keep benching quarterbacks because I am not going to watch Aaron Murray play a game from start to finish every week. Yeah, it's awful. He's fucking sucks. He's terrible. Yeah. Like, there's a reason he's not in football anymore. At least Landry Jones was a backup in the NFL for like three years. The guy was doing announcing, isn't he? Who? Aaron Murray? No, the former Georgia quarterback? Yeah, I thought he was doing games on CBS. No, maybe he had been, but he's playing quarterback in the XFL. No, I I understand that. I thought thought he was doing like college announcing, though, during the regular season. I could be wrong. Mike Bobo is a coach. Maybe that's who you're thinking of. No, I'm a big Jim Zorn guy, and I follow that. So he's Seattle's coach. Oh, well, he's not an announcer. I think I'll lock in once the playoffs start. When do the playoffs start? When does Dallas play in the playoffs? I have playoffs? no idea. I'm not that. In, I'm There's not only that 18, invested. So it can't be too long. Couple couple months. They play about eight a month, games. Week and a half. I think that it isn't a ten game season. There are certain teams you 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 play your division twice. I think because hmm. there's two four team divisions. It's interesting. I don't know. It's something. It's to just pass a blanket statement, though. Like I, I'm not gonna bitch about football in February. I, yeah. I'm not gonna do it. It's like if somebody puts free dessert in front of you, I'm, I'm not gonna bitch because it's not what I normally like. Uh, I might bitch about that, but free football, no way. Can't be too mad about it. So anyway, um, hoops coming up. We mentioned Bedlam. Bob, let me ask you, just on the recruiting front, anything of interest there with basketball right now? Not too much. It's still got one scholarship to play with for 2020. I think they'll probably look maybe toward a grad transfer or a junior college. I don't see anyone that's emerging from the high school ranks that they'll make a a, a late push for. 2021, I mean, Manny Obseki, the five-star from Allen, was in a couple weeks ago. Sooners feel very confident about him at shooting guard and they love what they're doing with team team griffin i mean i think that could be a huge source in their like lifeblood of the program here i mean just because like Bijan's playing for Bijan and damien and you know they'll they'll go for trey alexander for as long as they can they're definitely in the mix wouldn't say they're favorite by any means it it was kind of i don't say it sucked but you had tuesday night 8 8 p.m number one team, that's not a recruiting chance for you. And it turns out it wouldn't have mattered because how, how they played, but they only had Bijan in. That was the only recruit that came to that game last night, and, and that's going to be probably something that happens a lot. He's going to make as many trips as, as possible. I think he's getting a lot more comfortable in terms of being in a recruiting role, so that'll be good for, for the Sooners to have someone locked down from within the state who'll do all he can to sort of push push that program out for the next couple of years. B. John Cortez and King Fisher, their state championship bid 
next week, right? This is the last week, and then it starts. And then we got you know districts and districts area. And area. Yeah, we the got a way to go. Playoffs, yep. not state. That misspoke. <laughs> yep. misspoke. We got a long I, way to go. Can I tell you guys a dirty little secret? I'm kind of excited to go see Kingfisher in the state tournament. I've never gone to the big house for a game. I never have either. So I'm kind of really? excited to go I do that. I haven't gone to the renovated one. I've never been to the State Fair Arena for a state championship oh, game. Man. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to go do that. Don't uh, now here's don't screw it up, Kingfisher. You won't that? you won't be there for the championship. They don't play the state championship there. No, because you rivals camp is Saturday night. I might be at, I I might be at the state fair arena. You never know. <laughs> what if what if it's just a shitty camp? <laughs> wow, same Spiegelman. Shots <laughs> wow. fired, sir. It's not. I'm just kidding. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh, it's Saturday night. I could drive down afterwards. Maybe. Well, Probably not. It, it depends when the four the four A boys get scheduled. Yeah, you didn't go see your Panthers when they won state. They're, they're never at the big house. <laughs> you play six A, bud. Yeah, oh, okay. they're at play six A. Roberts, center. which is uh, okay. which gets weird when it's like two West Side teams, and that's where the football arg- uh, arg- uh, argument always felt flat because the six A boys is dominated by the West Side, and they're always going to Tulsa. Yeah. So okay, Owasso. What Jenks if it's at night though? Had a, it is at night. How do people drive over to Tulsa at night? I had to do How it are they all the time. To see the road yes, <laughs> I had to do it all the time. The game would end around ten thirty. But we you, need to pass a bill in the Senate. You're to, done around midnight. About you, night driving. You, you get home at two. You, what if the headlights are basically work, a survivor? Yeah, no, I am a survivor. You're, I mean, what about the eighteen years olds on the road and making it dangerous for other people that all have narcolepsy? Yes, I mean it's dangerous, Bob. I just want to live in a world where my 18-year-old can get in a wreck at night without headlights on and then being able to take an AR-15 into the hospital when I go to visit them. Okay? That's all I want. Well, you live in Oklahoma, so all of that is possible. (laughs) That's why I'm never moving. All your dreams have come true. That's why I'm never moving. It should be fun, though. I I do want to go do that at some point. And we'll we'll just see how the brackets work out. If it's Heritage versus King. Yeah, you think that it's going to be, right? Yeah. Trey Alexander on the other side for Heritage Hall. Just like it was last year. I know Nate Fakin has spoke highly of him, and I want to go see him as well. So it should be fun. Um, I'm trying to think of any other order of business that we need to discuss. I don't want to. Oh, last time. No, I mean, we've still got got the combine next week. Practice starts in a couple weeks, but we're still. In the coming up, phase. yeah, no, uh, no pro day announcement yet from Oklahoma, or at least I haven't seen anything. Have no. you guys seen anything? You just, I imagine no. it's eleventh, March tenth for the start of spring football. That hasn't even been announced by OU. Yeah, it hasn't even officially been yeah. announced, has it? We only know because it's on recruiting materials that we've been. I think that's how to. I think that's how universities <laughs> are now going to uh, announce their stuff. I saw Texas, uh, one of the players' parents tweeted something yesterday uh, that. You know, and then all the basically the same thing, like, and there's like, all right, well, it's that day. <laughs> and I think Texas's uh, spring game is actually April 25th, so it's 25th. even later than OU's. Remember, Texas under Mac, they sometimes had February spring practices down there. Did they? Yeah. So they would go before they went on spring break, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess OU is too for a, a week. week. Yeah, yeah. They, they've done yeah. the yeah. week and then spring break and then. Back to practice. Or spring break. Get somebody get in my DMs. Is spring break as big as it used to be? I don't know if it is. Doesn't seem like it is. Without Dan Cortez, I don't know how any of us are supposed to know. <laughs> yeah, MTV Beach House. <laughs> I was. You said that name, and I was completely thinking of uh, the ex Wranglers coach Dan Cortez. <laughs> I was like, what the hell would he have anything to do with that? 
No, uh, who was the girl? Daisy uh, Fuentes. Fuentes. Oh. Yep. Didn't she marry oh. like uh, Dean Kane? No, isn't I think she's married to Richard Marks, the singer. The uh, Daisy Fuentes from is Richard Parks the uh, the uh, I'll be right yep, here married yeah, to Richard Marks you, in yeah. 2015. There it is, boom! Yeah. I know my pop culture, Bob. Richard, they're not Noel pop culture Marks. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. Yeah, you know your old's culture. You go post that on Dan Facebook. Cort- <laughs> it in your Facebook page, Gary. It happened in 2015. Yeah, but they haven't been relevant since 1990. <laughs> oh, Daisy Fuentes is still relevant. I bet she's still hot. Yeah. Um, you think Ri- Richard Marx's dad, and I guess, I mean, it's Richard Marx, so he's the same thing, but his dad went by a stage name of Dick Marx. <laughs> I find that troubling. I'm just saying. You That's kind of weird. It too- yeah, it's strange. Oh, by the way, update. Daisy Fuentes, if these pictures on Wikipedia are updated, still pretty hot. Still. Congrats to her. 53, too. Does not look 53. She's Cuban. They age differently. I don't know what that's about. That's racist. Is that is that they're, Linda, no, I mean, is that Linda talking? <laughs> I have to check this I out for do. myself now. I mean... Is that what Linda's 50, been telling you? 53, Carrie? I got it right here. She looked 53 to you? Well, I mean, that picture is From seven years Indiana. old. Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> 2013. <laughs> All right, never mind. Yeah, yeah. here's what you got I, I can tell you how to do this. I do this every morning. Wait a minute. Daisy what? Fuentes. Is this right after you get out getting uh, teased, teased on TikTok? <laughs> got to find some material. You got to put in the, the current date. Yeah, that's her you do in 2020. Live on air? No, I mean, when, when I want to know what someone currently looks like, I mean, she's getting a little clown facey. At 52, there's a pic. That's not bad, though. No. And sing, uh, singled out on the beach for spring spring break. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm forever. now we have to find Dan Cortez. <laughs> 2020. I hope he's doing better than, like. Do you think he looks better than Guy Fieri? No. Nobody <laughs> looks better than Guy Fieri. Are you kidding Shut me? Shut up. Yeah, Dan Cortez looks fantastic, actually. Yeah. What what is he uh, made famous in? He's probably like a producer now or something. He just did the MTV thing for a while. Yeah, he's got to be something in Hollywood. DJ, he was a DJ. DJ. Yep. Yeah, Dan Cortez is like MTV. He's one of those guys that he just gets better with age, and his poor wife just looks like she looks so horrible. But family? they stay with her, and then you got yeah. That's a, and but they stay with each other, and then you got to you got to res- respect the guy. Where are they? Well, that, uh, what's it called? As Kerry says, that the first headline I see is Dan Cortez files for divorce. From <laughs> you didn't keep, see, keep up mean, with me. Those two you didn't keep up with me. Those two did not. They they grew apart in the looks category. Yeah, yeah somebody. Well, it's like uh, Chris Harrison divorced his wife. Did he? Yeah. Well, if he hanging around that kind of tell every weekend, every Monday yeah, no night, kidding. I get the leftovers. Can you imagine, know. good Oklahoman right there. Actually, I guess he's not technically. An he Oklahoma. played Pebble Beach this year. Pro am. Yeah, I uh, I didn't watch that. I I'm kind of on strike right now from CBS Golf. That's why I'm wearing my NBC Golf stuff. Peter Costas interview with no laying no laying up is really good. Check what did out. CBS do? They're oh. just oh I know. They're just. 
You don't have to explain. No, they're just f***ing everything up. Everything, you got to mention FedEx points for all this stuff, and it's just, they don't worry. They don't care about the consumer, Carrie. I got you. And it's not even that. It, it's legitimately the way that they're producing golf tournaments right now. It's not good. That's interesting. No, but I, I enjoy I enjoy watching. Like, they had a drive competition with just the celebrities. I, I'll sit and watch that all day just to see who's really got a good stroke or not. Of course, it's not really fair that, the, like, they let Tony Romo do that. I watch real golf, Carrie. I don't watch uh, long drive you competitions. You just said last week that you're going to start working <laughs> on your golf game and that it was shit. I know. I need to. just hasn't been nice out. I will say it was nice yesterday in Oklahoma opened their uh, baseball home schedule. Uh, they got another game today at three o'clock against Texas Southern. Texas Southern. Now, how'd will not their weekend be, go? Yeah, uh, they took two or three from Virginia. Okay. They lost, lost the opener the six one. nothing and yeah. came back and I think it was six two. I forget what the two the two scores were, but they won a doubleheader because they had to move the game up from Sunday. I noticed they moved up in the rankings. Yeah, uh, I mean it's so early for that kind of stuff, but. Uh, it was a good win. I, you know, I don't think Virginia's necessarily the national power that they have been here over the last couple of years, but I think when you look back on it and taking two or three on the road uh, from a Virginia team is going to prove well for this team. They're, pitching-wise, is they might have one of the better rotations in the country when it's all said and done, when you have Cade Cavalli on Friday and Levi Prater and then uh, Dane Acker on uh Sunday, he pitched the third game is, I guess, how you could put it. But If they um, can just get a couple of series in, you know, and have the same rotation, that'll be a, a huge win. Yeah, you want to play the long game with this this team because, you know, you you want to be able to throw that rotation in a regional or in a tournament setting. And if they can do that, uh, you know, what we've seen out of the bullpen, you know. It seems like some years, you know, like either the Saturday guy falters or the Friday night guy falters, then you got to switch it up. and Yeah, and even going back to like, you know, I guess you go all the way back to, uh, oh, God, I'm completely blanking on his name. I can see his face. Uh, John Gray mm-hmm. and, you know, Dylan Overton. It's kind of the same thing that they're trying to set up right now with what they have on the mound in uh, Cavalli, Acker, and Prater as far as, uh, you know, if you present a lot of problems for teams if you can throw those types of arms in a regional. And, um, you know, the Big 12 is going to be really good again, Tech and Oklahoma State. Uh, I know OSU, you know, they lost to a three out in uh, Phoenix, but they actually stayed around and uh, beat Arizona State last night. Arizona State's kind of getting out of the gate a little bit slow. So uh, it'll be fun. I, I, I'm optimistic about this team. They you know, they had 21. The good thing with them yesterday, they had 21 hits against the Texas Southern team that, again, is awful, but they went out and did what good teams do. They went out and pounded their ass for nine innings. So, pause. That kind of sounded weird. All right. But, uh, <laughs> like, once again. That's that's why I'm banned from the uh, Were those guys today. watching TikTok, too? Or? Yeah, they must have been. They were getting teased by something. <laughs> All right. You ever been in love with a 16-year-old, Josh? <laughs> I when I was you a say when age, you were 16, sure, yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not a whole it's lot not, okay, not a whole lot else going on though. Yeah, I can't really think of anything that needs to be discussed. I'll leave you with the, Christian Rubeck would be a name that I would uh keep in mind from the bullpen. He Came out throwing some heat yesterday. Interesting. 96, 98. Wow. Consistent. Hey, guys, I want, 
when does the com- what day does the combine actually start? Like it's, interviews and all that, like the meat market. It's when like do Thursday, they- isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I want to yep. say it's uh, twenty. God, I want to say it's like the twenty seventh. I remember thinking it was a little I bit earlier. And is is it, it in prime is. in prime time? Yes, it is. That's a little, I, that's gonna be tough to pull off. I could watch it in the morning, and my wife wouldn't care. I don't know if I can be able to watch it at night. Go get her another. Oh. Go get her another TV. Get your separate <laughs> TVs and just. I think that's what they said. Haven't they been advertising that? that yes, it's gonna they've be been prime time? But I don't. I wasn't sure if they're doing tape delay. Oh, I got you. Yeah, that, I have no clue. Thursday, February twenty seventh, three to ten p.m. Tight ends, quarterbacks. Ooh. Wide receivers. Good luck, Jalen Hurts. Friday, G- February 28th. But Monday, they'll start the interviews and stuff. You'll be able to watch like on yes. the NFL Network and all yeah. that. So you'll get so to it's see. Tight ends, QBs, wide receivers CD on the Lamb. 27th. Lamb. Uh, kickers, offensive linemen, running backs on uh, special teams on the 28th. DL, linebackers on the 29th. And then you end with the DBs on the first on uh, Sunday. So any. You know. Any wild you know predictions? Watch the shit out of that you? is Tiffany McQuestion. Oh. Tiffany Love. No. And I mean, Tiffany would be like, oh, he's got good feet. Like, I mean, she she watches, she's into it. She loves it. And she doesn't care about football or sports in general about anything, but she likes the combine for some reason. Yeah, but Thursday and Saturday, if you're just an OU fan, sure. Thursday you got Jalen and CD, and then Saturday you got Neville and Kenneth Murray. You know, you you see the, uh, the threat on Crimson Corner yesterday talking about what Neville has supposedly been running out in California. I think he's working out at the Mamba Mentality Facility out there. Somebody posted he yeah. ran like a four seven. I think that's that's what they well, posted. I mean, four six five is what he was running prior to the season. That's what uh, Ronnie Perkins told me. Going to make a lot of money if you run that at the combine. Yeah. I would think. I mean, he was good at the at the Reese's at the Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good in practices. I don't think anybody was that great in the game. I always have a t- trouble like. I think it's kind of bullshit that you go play one game and that like almost overshadows what you did during the week or you know vice versa. Here's my question. Okay. Josh, feel free to chime in here. Sure. If there's one quarterback, I think we all know the answer to this, but maybe it's a it's a either or like does Joe Burrow stay number 1 or does another quarterback such as Oregon's guy start to kind of because you know how that goes people start throwing misinformation out there people start you know second guessing themselves people are going to start looking at joe burrow's junior year versus a senior year well who's the guy that kind of made his name or i guess not made his name but made some waves at the senior bowl was uh jordan love from utah state wasn't it was it yeah herbert was pretty good at herbert senior got bowl. Well, and he won the mvp right right yeah yeah i thought i thought uh, love was the uh, the it seemed practice like it seemed MVP like yeah it seemed like, like they kept trying to make I mean Hurts won the player of the week at practice which you know which we, is weird because the, after the first day they're like this guy sucks well there's a lot of some people are saying that some people are saying that some other people are saying that there could have been some people paid off and that's why it happened but Look, I'm not saying that if if Jalen Hurts goes in the first two rounds I'm just gonna give up on the NFL evaluators. I'll let you answer the question now, Josh. Uh, first off, I don't think anybody touches Burrow. The way he played down the stretch, I, I mean, 
I, there's not many guys, and I mean, I loved, I thought Baker Mayfield ended his career as probably the best player in Oklahoma history. I thought Kyler Murray may have had the best season in Oklahoma history. And I, if they were going out with Burrow, I don't, I maybe could make the case for Kyler, but I think Burrow would probably still go number. The way he works under pressure, that's NFL. Yeah. I mean, that, that's is, what is, it has to look like. Is, uh, what do they call it, second level or PFF or whatever. Yep. Like it, it, I saw that completion percentage under pressure. It was unbelievable. It was like it's 61% un- or something. Yeah. Is there any chance he, that he pulls a Manning? There's talk that he's already mm. wriggling. I mean, yeah, it's, it seems like it's moving in that direction. That'd be wild. I mean, look, it's... That'd be awesome. And you know what? what that was. You, know what that, no, you know what that is? Honestly, that's a smart business. Decision. No, he's completely justified. If you're a quarterback, like, if... You don't want to have a Sam Bradford type career. Like, no, that's the worst thing possible. Like, if you're going to go to an organization that is not going to protect you as a quarterback and doesn't show any interest in doing that, I don't want to go there because is everybody okay with that if that happens? Like, I know nationally he'll get killed by people. Yep, but you know what? With the rookie scale, it's even more important to do it now than when yeah. Sam at least got fifty million or was it seventy million guaranteed? Was it fifty? I think it was sixty. Something around there. I mean, that was guaranteed to him with the first pick of the draft. He didn't have to have, you know, he was protected financially. Yeah. Burrow is not. I mean, I don't know what what is it, the max, like twenty four, twenty five? Yeah, I think Baker ended up getting somewhere around there. Or Kyler. So I mean, half that. Baker and Kyler. So he could get killed in his first three years, or is it four years now? I mean, I I would forfeit that money up front to have a little bit of success, knowing that I'm not. It may, and You're maybe be it would, put in the best position, and maybe it would it would help open the eyes of some of these owners that you just can't run a franchise into the ground like they have in Cincinnati and take your like first I remember pick and pick when Jermaine was up there, people bitching about not people Jermaine talking about how just shitty Cincinnati was as owners. Mm-hmm. And I I know that they were decent. I mean, Carson Palmer made some runs. Good to say about him either. Yeah, I mean, it just cut. it's it's a it it's a bad organization. I wouldn't want to go play there, even if it was in my backyard. Yeah, but I yeah he'll probably they'll probably take him. There'll probably be some drama, but yeah, I can't really see anybody passing him. I mean, I think Herbert is just too inconsistent. Josh, no doubt about it. Take Burrow over uh, Chase Young. Ooh, I don't know that I go. Uh, I mean, I I get. I mean, I guess it's more about your needs. But if you just had yeah. to take one of them and build a franchise the next five years, boy, it'd be hard not to take Chase. Like Chase Young is about as surefire like future Hall of Famer type guy that I could think of drafting in the last few years. Like he's that special. And when you look at what the Boses have done, and he's better than either one of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And you look how good they've been from minute one. Boy, that's hard to say no to. Okay, we're going to have Julius Peppers for the next 10 years at one guy, at one end. And you're not talking about like a middle linebacker. You're talking about one of the two or three key positions on the field, like the ability to impact the quarterback at the same time. I mean, and I think that's where you get into it. Like, is it that level of defensive end? Is that better than what is almost certainly going to be a very, very good pro quarterback in Joe Burrow? Like I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, it's a, it's a worthy argument, but man, to me, I mean, you look at the teams that have sustainability. 
yeah, they usually have a good quarterback, but they almost always have they're good along the lines of scrimmage. Like, San Francisco is going to be good for a while because they have built up their defensive and offensive lines, and the fact that they have Jimmy Garoppolo almost doesn't matter. Yeah. By the way, you know what else? They've, they've almost done it like a college team. What else yeah. reminds me of uh, how good the NFL is watching the XFL is there are no edge rushers in the XFL. Like, the NFL has them all. Like, there's no, there's no pass rushing specialists. Like, it's just blitz, blitz, blitz. In the XFL? When you watch the XFL, mm-hmm. yeah. They're hey, not bringing this, pressure off the edge. The pictures we saw of Dan Cody a while back, Dan Cody needs to kick the tires. Like, that dude looks like he <laughs> can still walk out there and play. I think his knee is pretty shredded. That's all oh, right. Okay. You can take things that you don't even feel your knee. It won't, it won't even matter. <laughs> you know who We've I would have... We've all seen Varsity Blues. There's one player who but, I wish... I'd let Bud Kilmer shoot me up with some steroids one player i wish could have seen the xfl in his prime and that is quentin griffin i thought you were gonna say ron l lewis he could play in the xfl he's he's yeah. playing like muskogee rough riders or something it's semi-pro i think yeah. i did yeah. see that a couple couple weeks ago you think, think q would have been really good huh? if he could have i just think that yeah i think quentin griffin is that perfect guy like that league he could have success in but maybe he wasn't an nfl guy Another good one, a little older even still, is like DeMond Parker. Oh, I don't know that he was an NFL guy. Shit, DeMar Parker played how many seasons in the NFL? Like two and a half before three, he yeah. drugged Detroit himself out, basically? Green Bay. <laughs> I, well, he wasn't doing that then. He just didn't. He was so small. You're saying he grew into well, it? I thought he got those possessions and stuff up in Green Bay. I, I could be completely wrong. I have no idea. What like happened in Tulsa was 12 really, really bad. So I don't. I'm, I think he's still in prison. Damn, I completely even forgot about that. Hmm. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, no, I've enjoyed the pod today. Um, as we said, uh, it's, it's camp season. Stuff's coming up. Got some really cool stuff coming your way. We are actively working on the T-shirts, by the way. Which makes Eddie very happy. So uh, we're gonna sell so much merch. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be zillion beers worthy, but uh, I don't think anything will be that. My God, as big as that was. Holy crap! Um, Marketing one hundred and one is what that is. So uh, yeah, keep an eye out for that, and uh, we'll keep you guys updated on that as well. So uh, Bedlam coming up this weekend. Looking forward to that, uh, as well as the Houston Rivals camp. So stay tuned. Uh, even though it's the off season, there's always stuff going on on the weekends usually. So. Uh, make sure you stay stu- tuned in to Soonerscoop.com. And also subscribe. Um, uh, we appreciate uh, all of our subscribers, and we do this podcast kind of to reach out, let you guys know what we do, how we do it, kind of information, uh, access to us all the time uh, if you want that. So uh, go to Soonerscoop.com, sign up. Uh, we'd love to have you a member of the site if you're not already. And um, that'll do it. Uh, appreciate Josh for not getting locked out of the house this week. Appreciate Eddie and Bob, as always, guys I can count on. Week after week after week. Uh, I'm Kerry Murdoch. We'll see you guys next week right back here on the unofficial 40. By the way, Boat River, uh, don't forget. Whoa. Midfirst.com slash U40. Was that Shakira? Midfirst.com. Talk about a tease. Midfirst.com slash U40. I, yeah, I thought it was I was on TikTok. Midfirst.com slash U40. Go apply for that OU Rewards credit card. So until next week, thanks for listening to the unofficial 40 podcast from Midfirst Bank uh, on Soonerscoop.com.